Vice kicking off the show with a little taste of Resist and Bite. Brand new music. Yeah. You're going to get a little taste. We're going to give you the whole song at the end of today's episode, a whole song called The Myth I'm Living, and you're going to love it. This is the Decibel Geek Podcast, in case you didn't know. My name is Aaron Camaro, and I'm always joined by my awesome friend Chris Sinzak. Hey, hey. Albums Unleashed, baby. It's back. Yeah, I'm excited for this one. We said we'd be doing more of these more often, and here you go. Another one, just weeks after Toby Wright doing Alice in Chains, Jar of Flies, today... We've got Tommy Skio, and we're breaking down Tesla's Psychotic Supper. This is going to be a good one. Oh, I love this album. Yeah, me love too. Love this album so much. And uh, super excited to have Tommy on the show. As I mentioned uh, recently, Tommy's going to be at the Rock and Pod Expo yeah. on uh, Saturday, August 15th. Maybe playing at the pre-party on August 14th. Who else is going to be there that night playing? Troy Lucetta. Hmm. Magic could take place. That would be amazing. Nothing I know confirmed so many just people yet. People would love to see that happen. And if it's in the cards, if the planets align, which you've done everything you can do to align the planets, yes. it's got to happen. Yeah, it would be great. But uh, I know there's going to be a lot of Tesla fans listening to this episode. So I want to put that out there that Troy Lucetta and Tommy Skio be part of Rock and Pod Weekend, yes. August 14th, 15th, and 16th. Expo on the 15th, Hilton Nashville Airport. Go to rockandpod.com, see the full guest list. Other rock stars are going to be there. It's going to be a fun weekend. And, uh, yeah, we went up to Kentucky today and uh, to a home studio that Tommy's working out of. This is uh, this is going to be a fun one that you guys are going to really enjoy. Yeah, there's some magic coming out of that studio up there. I mean, this is a demo version today, what you're going to hear at the end of the episode. Yeah. But it is just killer, and you're going to love it. Yeah. But before we get to the festivities at hand, man, we got to take care of our business. And our business is and always will be getting the sweet reviews that you awesome people give to us. We've got a couple of great ones here today. Let's start it out with an Apple Podcast review because this one's got them all five stars. It's entitled, What's in Your Ears? And it goes a little something like this. For me, it's this podcast. Two guys that know hard rock and metal the way me and my friends do. Great conversations, interviews with people in the industry, and a spotlight on new music. You will not be disappointed. That comes to us from DJ Sacrifice via Apple Podcasts. Awesome. Badass. I like that a lot. Hey, look here. Could it be? I see some stars. They're pink. It's a Pod Chaser review. Can you believe it? Fantastic. Oh, it's two stars. <laughs> yeah, you're going to hear the review and be like, why is this two stars? Okay. I think our, our friend may have uh, messed up on the star reading. All right, let's check it out. Oh, nice. This comes to us from our good friend Ray Coon from the band Dawn of the Rising. Yes. They've got a brand new EP out. Yeah, we're going to be spinning some of that for you because they want you to hear it. We want to play it for you. So keep your ears open for that. Maybe next week. Mm-hmm. Review goes like this. I totally dig the Decibel Geek podcast. 100% kick-ass content and great informative information on my favorite rock and metal artists. Plus, there's some funny comments and topics going on as well. Plus, I have learned about new rock artists I've never heard of before. Like I was turned on to a group called Animal Drive from Croatia. I remember Animal Drive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, awesome. This is one of my new top favorite bands now. Do yourselves a favor and check their show out if you love all things rock and metal. Sincerely, Ray Coon. Thank you, Ray. Fantastic. Great review. Awesome. Very cool. So then the other people we love, the Geeks of the Week, these are people that share it on Facebook, retweet it on Twitter, 
last week's new uh, experiment, Rock Mag eighty three. I think it went pretty good. Huh? It did. It went. Re- Thank you guys so much for the great comments on that. I think everybody seemed to like it. I can always tell if it's going to be good based on how fun it is to record. Yeah. That one was a lot of fun to record, and I'm glad everybody else got a laugh out of it too. Yeah, I'm still mad at that dick cheese that was criticizing Rush. Yeah, that was. Yeah. What was her problem? I don't know. She just don't get it. Unreal. <laughs> we got to do that again. Absolutely. Geeks of the Week this week are Scott Krauts, Brant Cattell, Aaron Martell, Baco, Joseph Capone, John Phillips, Chris Fretwell, Shane Abair, Greg Troyan, Christopher Stokes, Simon Cat, Adam Cox, The Bakery Podcast, Brad Schick, Joshua Toomey, Jay Shibaluski, Alan Tate, Trevor McDougal, Aaron Baker, Kevin Williams, In Obscuria Podcast, Jeffrey Mendenhall, David Glenn, Mike Parnell, Brian Knapp, Kristen Schimbeck, Sean Cullen, Darren Parkin, Cool World, Bill Elam, Destroyer Senior, Paul Korn, Robin the Hood, Vet Halen, Eloquent Rocker. I love nice. that. Jeff Taylor, Ernesto Aguiar, Eladio, David Cathy, and as always, the, the Mooger Fooger. All right, those are our people. They care about us. They love us enough to share it, retweet it, let the world know that rock and roll is alive. The Decibel Geek Podcast will never be de-rocked, and we're going to have a good time just celebrating the music we love. Are you ready for Albums Unleashed? Yes. Let's do it. Here it is. Tommy Skio breaking it all down for us about the fantastic album, Tesla's Psychotic Summer. Limits? Not really, man. I'm a pretty uh, weird on my sleeve type of guy, man. Okay. You can ask me about whores, drugs, anything <laughs> you want. Let's Fuck them all. In that order. In that Let's order. start there. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Well, first off, man, very cool. Thank you for yeah. letting us come up here and talk. Thank to you me. for for having me, man. I I appreciate it a, a lot. And we're trying to get the word out for resistant bite. You know, yeah, we got yeah. ulterior motives. But... Of course, yeah. We're <laughs> gonna, we're going to talk a lot about. But that awesome, yeah. yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. So like we try to go through this with uh, talk about the making of a record, start to finish, how it came about, and I, uh, you know, you 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 have an interesting perspective from this as you were heavily involved with the writing and everything on this record. We'll start off. Where does this album stand for you in the in, in the whole catalog of Tesla stuff you do? Yeah, um, I think it's it's probably one of my favorites. And I know you talked to Troy about that, and he said the same. I think that's probably a consensus among the band. Although I'm not going to go there and say that, but I just uh, it's one of my favorites. You know, it's got a lot of edge, a lot of attitude, less production, mm-hmm. and some of the less production stuff was done on purpose. Yeah. But uh, we couldn't help just the way we were living back then. Right. Just to, to, man, we just, I don't know, we just got it. I just love the feeling of it. There's stuff on there that I probably wouldn't have left on other records as far as screw-ups and mm-hmm. things like that. But it just had feeling, and um, I think we really captured captured a, a good thing. Yeah, it is an awesome album. Thank I've been listening you. to it all week. Thank you. And I've been listening to it years mistakes and all i mean there's some really cranky stuff on there but it you know even like rhythmically i know that the one song i will talk about it don't you rock me i know Mm -hmm. like my rhythm was a little bit off in the front there and i was like i kept telling the guys and they're like no man it's you know and like i'm like i got it's got to be perfect no and i'm glad i left it but that's part of the magic that's that's it that's right and i you know i realize that now it took me a long time to learn that kind of crap you know yeah yeah well the feel is a big part of what you get sure so um so you guys were coming off 
major success with the the acoustic record yes yeah. and that was funny it just i mean we did it like for 30 grand and it was our biggest selling record it was great man it yeah. was just tripping it's funny how you know stuff that you don't even expect yeah, not is going to be, all, the, be yeah. the big breakthrough all of a sudden. Not at all. All of a sudden you're yeah. It was very successful. We yeah. were both in high school when, when that when the acoustic one came out and and you couldn't go anywhere without hearing hearing that the songs from that on the radio. That's awesome. Yeah, for sure. yeah it was popular, man. We and people were saying we were the ones that started it and all this. Yeah, you know, we weren't. Led Zeppelin, all them guys were doing that stuff, but right. we had maybe the first big hit where it was like billed as an acoustic thing, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. And it wasn't many, many years later after that, all of a sudden it's MTV on And everyone's and doing it. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's why everyone thought that, but, you know, oh, maybe because there was some of that success. Yeah. It might be a little bit of that. I yeah, bet. I can hear you. Yeah. Basic uh, facts on the album, third studio album, released November 5th, 1991. Certified platinum on November fifth, nineteen ninety three, and this is for Baco. That was my wow. birth, that was my actual birthday. Wow! Um, that was certified platinum on. So you're welcome. Okay, um, thank you. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what was the the plan going into this record? Like, did the record company go? You know, you just had the big acoustic record. Was the record company all over you to do? A certain um, kind no. Of at that point, you know, we were pulling our weight, so they were kind of, you know, they didn't tell us much of anything at that point. You know, we just came off some good records and stuff. Our first record, our second record, the the um like you say the the success of the acoustic record so they weren't saying much of nothing just do our thing but that record man i just remember it it wasn't coming together we were still working we did a week of pre-production in new york we went to new york to go do the record and we thought no we need a little more work so we did got a place there at sir and i worked on it another week and we just it felt very unprepared compared to other things we had done and we knew it, but it was like, okay, we got the time book, we're going in, and we've rehearsed all we could, and let's let's do it now. And we knew it would be okay, but it, it was not together. Right. And I think that's a little bit of what you hear on the record and yeah. that I'm talking about that I like. It's yeah. just a little bit of uh, just rubbleness. Okay, we don't really know. Oh, let's go for it. Right. There it right. is. Was there stuff written on the road going into this record, or was there anything from the previous record that you used on this one? There, let me think of the songs. Maybe if we go through the songs, I'll be yeah. able to remember that. And we'll get through. We'll get yeah. into that. Yeah, because I can't right off the top of my head think about that. Yeah, and um, where'd the name "Psychotic Supper" come from? That is a th- kind of a, a paying homage to our, like our mascot, you know, Nikola Tesla, right? Yeah. So he was a really eccentric guy, mm-hmm. just fucked up, man, and he would like. When he ate, he had to have um, piece, I know not. I may not have this exactly right now. My my memory serves me, but um, he had to have like a certain amount of fruit on the table, and the silverware had to be a certain way. He, there, he couldn't see any. If there was a number thirteen anywhere, not good. Wow. So okay. things like that. Yeah. So and you'll see a plate with a thirteen. Yeah, yeah, I was going to ask. About and that's that. what that's all. It's all okay. about him and his little accent and how huh. he was just a freak. And that's so we call it psych because when he had supper, it was fucking psychotic <laughs> he was a trip you know he was yeah. a trippy dude he's one of those eccentric cats you yeah know? that's amazing yeah that's, oh, so that's man. what they're where that comes from it's too bad because otherwise we all be enjoying free electricity right well now, that's right? exactly <laughs> right and that no jp morgan and uh and edison all them cats weren't gonna let that happen no I always love that, that, that you know Tesla would bring something cerebral to the table with something. Like it's that. something so like, and it's like, no man, where's the money? It's like he didn't give a fuck. But like, I mean, even, he was nuts, man. But even with the band, I mean, like, like you know, uh, you know, I was talking to my wife this morning. We were listening to the album and. And I was just like, it's just so weird that these guys got lumped in with Poison and Warrant and bands yeah, that are singing about yeah. strippers and partying. Right, right. But we're, we're talking about well, we're Edison in that and era, Edison right? ripping off Nikola Tesla. Yeah. I guess it was just, I guess it's just 
the proximity. But that and gave the us advance. like a lot of integrity for it that. Did, right? that yeah. You know, we came out of that unscathed early, you know? Yeah. For yeah. that era, anyway. Yeah, definitely. I never got a subject from a Motley Crue record to take to my history teacher. Like, <laughs> what about this guy? You <laughs> can do it with us, man. Absolutely. Edison's Medicine. <laughs> I man. did that. <laughs> Same thing with Edison's Medicine. It's about Tesla and yeah, Edison yeah. and the whole relationship. Oh, so. that's a great song. So I was going to get into some. We had, we put out a call for a ton of questions, and uh, I went to some of the Tesla fan mm-hmm. groups and stuff. And well, first off, hats off to the Tesla fans. I mean, one of the one of the most loyal fan bases yeah, yeah. there is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Just seems like you pretty a, pretty great. A yeah. real a real loving relationship well, I between think, the band and the fans. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I'm not there anymore, so I don't know what's going on now. But I mean, they've always been just very supportive, and just it's been great. And like I like I say, I'm not a real social butterfly, so I wasn't probably always great to them. It's like I love them, and what they I mean, you can't do it without them. Right. Sure. I don't want to be their best friend. But right. you know, I don't want to. I just want to do my thing. But God, I love them. You know, yeah. of course. So, well, you know, coming off the acoustic thing and going into this record, I mean, was it was it a big life change? I mean, with the the hit songs and everything, all of a sudden it's like you know things had to have changed pretty dramatically after that record. After after the acoustic one, you know, after the five. Yeah, we, I mean, jam. you know, and I mean, I don't know. We were kind of feeling like the stardom thing and the whole success thing was. We were feeling that from the get go. Mm-hmm. So it seemed like more of a continuation of it to right. me, anyway. Yeah. And by then, I was kind of over it, you know. I think the first couple of years, like the first record, I really thought I was something, you know. I thought, wow, man, yeah, we, I really did it or something, you know. <laughs> yeah. And But I don't think Tesla ever really made it to that household name status, really, like, like a Motley Crue or something right. like that, maybe close. But so I don't know. I wasn't as... After a while, I was just like kind of over it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So. I suppose you guys got the steady. But, but oh, yeah. it was great. Don't yeah. think, oh, I was very happy with our success, of course. Right. Yeah. Well, one question that I got from a, a fan that I don't understand, and you might understand this, to ask you where the green monster is at, and do you still use it? The green monster is in ownership of the Hard Rock Hotel, and they hung it up in the Sacramento hard rock and i don't believe that hard rock's there anymore i have a feeling it's probably in their vault in florida in the main office i got you but that's where it would be they bought it off me and after a while i had thrashed that fucking thing so much i used it on every record great guitar it's a guitar i built when i was a teenager oh, okay and i used it on everything and uh finally uh around right maybe a few years before i left a couple years before i left the last time uh they they wanted some stuff from us and they gave me like way more money than it was worth and it was like all right it doesn't even work hardly anymore <laughs> fucking right. thing I thrashed this fucking thing but that's where it's at wow our rock owns it gotcha okay it's art now yep yeah. all right mm-hmm. it is a piece of art yeah, that yeah. thing I love I don't know if you guys know what guitar he's talking about I did I do not that's why I was it's asking it's a pretty awesome guitar man it's yeah awesome cool. so the the musical climate was kind of different around 1990 around the time you guys were working on this so, do, yeah. so were you guys seeing the the writing on the wall with the grunge thing coming in or i don't think of... i saw it man yeah. i just felt like i mean i don't know man and that's what you know i i may say like i was over the stardom thing but i just for some reason was young and dumb and just thought man we're gonna go on forever people are gonna yeah. love us you know i don't yeah. know what i was thinking but it wasn't the case you know yeah. so I didn't really see it. No, I mean, I seen it all happen and unfolding, and then and then we did a right around that ninety five. That uh, ninety five, we did a record. We did a uh, bust the nut record. Yeah, yeah. Right. And then the sales on that showed, so we yeah. were like, oh 
wow. And then everything was different. Tesla wasn't, or uh, Geffen wasn't paying as much. And then, yeah, then I saw it right. by that time. But not before. And I, like in yeah. the mid, early 90s, 93, I didn't know what the, I thought, well, yeah, we're all right. So you guys, yeah. you, you got to figure at that time, Guns N' Roses is still yeah, huge. Yeah, we were rocking, yeah. man. Yeah, but it, they, but as far as right on the wall, those, those that grunge thing or whatever yeah. changed it. And also the internet and the, that whole thing changed everything yeah. too, you know. I got you. Cool. So, um couple other questions michael barbieri michael barbiero only co-wrote on this album is there a reason for that yes because as i told you we were struggling a bit with the writing right we mm-hmm. weren't quite ready and jeff just couldn't come up with shit for lyrics and he likes to come up with stuff but god forbid he takes lyrics from us so we let mike write with him no but that's and so mike did a few songs that they were just lacking on and he yeah. uh, filled in the blanks and that was it gotcha mm-hmm. okay yeah. cool well that's that's uh, the answer to that cool those so, aren't too uh, too uh, risque. Or no, 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 no. I thought they were going to say, well, "Are you still doing heroin or something?" I don't know. <laughs> Fuck. No, I don't think anybody asked that. That's awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm surprised. They, they, they want to give you a lot of shit about that, you know? Oh, they no, well, they want to fuck with you. That's your business. We're not. We're not. Dig- we're not digging. <laughs> oh, I get them on my Facebook page. Oh, I'm sure you. Well, junkie and shit. Oh, it's fucking well, great. I think that's the internet Man. for you. Oh, but, uh, people are precious. Uh, <laughs> we tend to focus on the music, not, yeah. on, not on all that other shit. It's pretty great. Yeah. I laugh. I have a good time with it. Cool. I don't mind. So let's get into the music a little bit. So yeah. um, so it starts off with Change in the Weather. Um, what's the story for that song? Change in the Weather is a song I wrote and gave it to Jeff, and he ran with that vocally, and I was... It was one of the songs that I wasn't so sure of once it was done. I mean, I thought I kind of liked it, but I wasn't my favorite thing, really. Mm-hmm. And it's turned out to be one of my more favorite songs, but yeah. it just didn't start out that way for me. Yeah. But uh, anyway, I just wrote it, and the guys liked it. We put it together. Not a real big story on that one other than... Uh, Put this in your pipe and smoke it. I wanted to be put this in your pipe and smoke it lower, right? Uh, and Jeff wanted it higher, and I wasn't going to fight him on it. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. there was kind of a band leader at this time like who was calling the shots for the band at the time there never was a band leader and i can't democratic. i can't speak about now but um back then pretty democratic not a, democratic but jeff I, a lot had the final say so because he had to sell the thing he had to right. sing it so a lot of a lot of stuff and plus he, the way he was back then and, and we were all young, but I mean, he just really, if he had an idea, he would just get very excited, and you didn't even want to deal with trying to go up against that, because he was, he's such a strong personality, yeah. and usually he was very, and not usually, he's very creative, so a lot of things he would come up with is diamonds, too, mm-hmm. so, you, you know, you just do it, but right. I, w- I wouldn't say he was the leader, no one was the leader, no, yeah. but I think uh, we went a lot of directions for Jeff. Gotcha. Sure. That makes sense. So, um... Michael Barbiero heavily involved with the record. Obviously. He was. Oh, Mike! Every record we done, 
that he's been involved with, he's a huge part of. Yeah. More than Steve Thompson. Gotcha. Much more. Yeah, I was going to ask And nothing about against there, Steve. But... Steve's got an attitude and he's got some stuff, but it's all about Mike. So he had help with arranging and stuff like that? Mike, everything. Everything. He's so musical. He's such a beautiful person and he's just a badass. Yeah. Right on. Yeah. You guys took direction well. Engineering everything. Yeah. You guys would take his direction on a lot of this oh, stuff. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, I mean, the results. He, was, he was, he's amazing. He's an amazing, I mean, if you guys listen to like the Guns N' Roses record, that's a prime example of Michael and Steve. Yeah. I, I don't want to discredit Steve. Sure. But I just love Michael's work. But gosh, if you listen to the vibe of that record and what they did with us, it's, it's, they're, they're great. Yeah. Great job. Yeah, the production on this album is awesome. It's like every instrument is exactly yeah, where it but it's be. a little raw. It's it not raw. as smoother as, as yeah. the production say on uh, Great Radio Country, no, and the I same. Like that, and though. part of that I contribute to the studio we were at too. I believe. What studio were you in? We were in, I think, Record Plant in New York City. If I'm correct on that, maybe I'm wrong, but I think it was Record Plant in New York City. And something about this, the sound in there, man, the whole time we were in there, we just felt like we weren't getting the sound right, mm -hmm. ever. And that's how I felt. I felt like this record's just not punching. It's just, you know, and I even felt like that on its release, still, like we really? still didn't totally get it. Mm -hmm. And then it wasn't until afterwards that everything turned around for, for me. And I don't know if everyone felt that way about it like I did, like I'm mm -hmm. telling you. Yeah. I know I did. I felt like it could have maybe been a little bit more sonically better, but I was losing the fact of just how, the, what I talked to you about in the beginning of how edgy and just the feeling of right, it so right. and I finally got that later on you know it's got a little bit more of a rawness to it, it definitely not, not so polished that's and, right and I, I think that's, love what, that's why I like speaks to that's yeah, why I like, I like it, it man now how how many hours a day were you guys putting in on this thing oh shit go there you know 9 10 in the morning yeah I'd be there all day man Rocking. Was there was there a lot of partying at night after the after oh the yeah days that, around the, at the, especially in the New York City and that's contributed to it all we were all going out to the clubs and you know just getting fucking crazy yeah, yeah. New York City man yeah and just fucking doing it up and doing drugs and fuck yeah man fucking whores <laughs> um, hanging out in New York City you partying with Kiss. No, no he's um, really but I, I did. Steve would like this. He likes the band Carnivore, which I turned him on to, which Peter Steele. Peter Steele, right. yeah. So, and I love Carnivore, and I just, and he had just, I turned him on to it. I can't believe it. But anyway, uh, guys from that band were trying to get a hold of us, or a hold of me when we were there, because they knew I liked the band, you know. Yeah. We were thanking the Crow, on that record, if you look at the, the thanks, mm -hmm. yeah. we put Seika, the porn star, we put Chromax, <laughs> oh, I was gonna go all through. kinds yeah, yeah, of crazy yeah. shit that, you know, we didn't even, I put a Harley Flanagan from the Chromags in there, I don't know him from <laughs> That's, Adam. Yeah, that, I, just I wanted with, to go through that yeah, list with yeah, you, we'll do so it. Well, I can tell you all about it, we had a good time, <laughs> nice. man. We were fucked, so I brought man. it, yeah. 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 for that. Fun. That's awesome. So the, uh, the writing of Edison's Medicine. Can you go in a little bit about about that? Yeah, like, whose idea tell you a lot was, was that, that song to start with? Uh, okay, so the intro is interesting. Okay, so check it out. We wrote. I think Brian and Frank came over to my house, and we wrote that there, and I wrote a lot on it. But Frank and, and we all contributed to it, and then we had a thing, and we recorded at the little rehearsal place we were at. And then um, one weekend when I wasn't there or something, Frank came down and put like this Keith Emerson fucking intro. And we talked about an intro, yeah. some kind of epic intro, right? Yeah, right. And um, Frank is so fucking talented. Forget about it. I mean, he's amazing. But this keyboard intro was just so, it was good. You know, it was great. It's Frank, but it wasn't, it just wasn't 
crazy enough for me. Right. So I said, give me a shot at this. Let me just fuck it. And I swear to God, I just went in there and played what you hear well, that's amazing. on the record. Yeah. Just played it. Some goofy, it's the weirdest thing. I don't even know what it is, but I got it down now because I played it so right. many times. But I just pulled it out of my ass. That that thing and it's, I love it. Oh, I do yeah. too. Oh my God, it's, it's so fucked. It's just <laughs> angry motherfucking shit, man. That's the magic you talk. I love about. it. It's yeah. an A, man. Awesome. I love it. But that's kind of how that came about. And the song we wrote, like any other, maybe we just kind of put it together. But that that's an interesting thing because I mean Frank really did a big opus thing with keys, but it was just too polish for it or something. And, and in the end, he he you know he was like, oh yeah, I see it. Right. Do Tommy's guitar there. Yeah. Does, sure. does that keys at, uh, intro exist anywhere on tape? Oh, I'm sure somewhere. I know that all the demos I ever had from Tesla. Because I'm not a pack rack, and I throw everything away. Oh. My wife fucking... So I had all kinds of crazy shit Damn. that's oh. not... Who knows who has it now? It might be in a dumpster oh, somewhere. Oh, heartbreaking. Yeah, well, I did it. That'd be fun I to hear. I did it. I've thrown away worse shit. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, so the lyrics on that song, I mean, are incredible. The whole story. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's, of course, about Tesla and his relationship with Edison and yeah. just kind of how he got fucked and all that all that happy worse shit. Yeah. And then... Um, you guys figure if we write a song about the guy, people will stop asking us what our name means? Right. No, we weren't thinking that. I think. That's funny though. Oh, it, that's it, funny. Elon Musk, biggest fan of the band. Yeah, no, right. <laughs> I, I seen him with a shirt of ours on. Oh, right. did you? Yeah, my picture was right on. I was like, all right, man. That's I'm in with cool. Elon. Yeah. yeah, that's cool. Tesla. And then the um, the thing in the middle of the song, the the. Woo, I can't mm, remember the name Theremin. of Theremin. Theremin. Yeah. Frank. Yeah. yeah. Who brought that? Well, now we got to give that up. We're back to Frank. Frank had to get creative somewhere on there. So he brought that Theremin in in the middle of that, which is just an amazing it's wild. Part. constructed that was that was fun too yeah we didn't know how that was going to be yeah. until it was until it was what it was so it just we just kind of went for it and a lot of the stuff on the record again was like that because we fucking weren't ready 
Well, uh, you know, like so we've been winging it, man. Yeah. Yeah. I've been winging it. Sometimes I mean, that seems like that's yeah, the way I'm it works. I'm telling you, we, I was just talking to these guys about that, about the drums you did on the song that I played leading. You know, we did a drum track over a demo yeah. to get the track, and then we were going to build on that. And he, the drum fill he did went with my lead guitar, which I'll just relearn, and well, that's part of the song now. It's fucking beautiful. Right so it all happens so many different ways. Yeah, really. it's like it's happy crazy. Not that that's anything related, but yeah. it's just different ways you record things different things can happen yeah it's weird how sometimes winging it can get a magical result yeah sometimes it and it like, did man it did we, we got lucky anyway i think that's awesome i love that song and then um thanks <laughs> I'll, I'll share this story from this morning i was telling you on the way here i was listening to don't me and my wife are listening to don't de rock don't rock we, we'd listen to edison's medicine before it and i was like somebody should start a tesla tribute band and call it edison's medicine it's right? like a great name for yeah, a band sure. and she's like well you should start practicing your guitar some more and by that <laughs> by that point we got to the guitar duel in the middle of uh, don't de rock oh, and yeah. she's like okay maybe i spoke to <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I was like i could practice for months hey man i'm, I'm making that. some knucklehead noise in there frank's doing all the real technical oh, shit oh my god the but playing we... on that is insane yeah, yeah it's nuts i love it i love it Best guitar duels I've ever Thank you, oh, thank man. you. And you know, Troy put a fucking solo in there, oh, dude, on a record, dude. Yeah, it's badass and drum solo. Yeah, yeah. fucking crazy. You guys just go off on that song. Yeah, we did, and that was the intention. You know, I wrote that whole song. I had that the um, "Don't de rock me" idea. I kept telling the guys when they'd piss me off, "Don't de rock me, you mother," <laughs> right? And then finally, it was like, "That's a song title, don't de rock." And then I wrote it, <laughs> and then and then Jeff filled in the blanks, man. That's nice. great. That's it. That's awesome. I love it. I yeah. love it. You guys, awesome. that, that song is just that's bad. Yeah, I love it. Thank you. Thank you. I agree. And then it goes to Call It What You Want. Call It What You Want, okay? So that's one of Brian's songs. And, yeah. and Brian would bring in songs, and usually with Brian's songs, it was the type of thing where we'd have to kind of, he'd bring in just a real basic sketch of stuff, so we'd really have to kind of doctor it up and really kind of paint the, the color over it, right. which is what we did on that, and it came out beautiful. Yeah, it's a beautiful yeah. song. Yeah. I think so.
love that. And then uh, Song and Emotion, um, you know, I know the story is that it was written about Steve Clark. Um, can that's you go correct. into go into the story on that? Um, yeah. So that's another song I wrote. Um, Frank put the end tag on there. And Jeff just kind of, we talked about maybe a, kind of a thing to Steve maybe. <laughs> and so I think he wrote that with, uh, I don't know if, I think Mike might have helped them write on the lyrics mm-hmm. on that song too. So I think they kind of put their heads together on that as yeah. far as the lyrics go. But the, the reason why that came about was because to me, the part in the front and the way I was playing my leads, which were real Steve Clarky yeah. on that song, I just it reminded me of that's why it even came to that be was, about uh, Steve. I was going to ask. It just ask reminded that, okay. us of him, the, the music yeah. itself. That was one of the questions of Sonny Rob. Was Correct. like, was it intentionally made to sound like Steve Clark? Well, it wasn't intentionally made to say. It just it did from the get go. We just wrote the song and uh-huh. it was like, and I thought, man, that's like Def Leppard. That yeah. sounds like Steve. And then it was like, okay, let's write it about. Gotcha. It. done some touring with those guys before oh right? yeah, yeah good so, friends of ours sure. yeah so so good losing guys. steve must have been a, a big shock he was time. you know what world lost some shit there yeah. man he's a fucking amazing motherfucker yeah he was an amazing motherfucker he was the attitude in that band yeah yeah he was what what we're talking about on this record he was in that band yeah oh totally God. def leppard Damn. changed so much after him Fuck. yeah amazing guy man. tell us a cool steve clark story um well He's a lovely guy, man. I could never hardly understand what the fuck he was saying because he was just so fucking like Scottish and fucked his accent, man. But, um, I, you know, he was he was drinking a lot and but he would, you know, he would sleep all day, but he was definitely an alcoholic. And we'd get in the fucking I remember one time pulling into this fucking uh, hotel and he's in the bar already in there and he's drinking. I'm asking about chicks and shit. And he's just like, I, you know, he's like I am now. Now I don't give a fuck about those whores. I don't want to fuck. You know, that's how he was back then, and he was drinking and shit, and he would fucking just get, he would get pretty fucked up, but we had some fun, man, you know what I mean? But he was, I'll tell you what, as much as fucked as he was getting in, he, every night, he fucking tore it the fuck up. Mm, yeah. He was just a badass, man, but I, I think it, it hurt him in the end there. Yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately. Was it, um, so, so it's kind of, so. And I look at, I, I see that in myself, that yeah. could have been me, man. Yeah. Like, really, I, I was really fucking up where I was killing myself there for a while. I thought about that shit, man. Yeah. Yeah. Well, once you lose somebody close to you like that, it's that's got to be a big wake-up call. Yeah. I mean, I don't know how close he was necessarily to me. I mean, you know, we were definitely acquaintances out there, and we talked and stuff, but he was just... I just loved what he brought to that, and then he was a kind of a beautiful person and everything. Yeah. Sweet guy, yeah. Awesome. Um, so then that goes into... Okay. Well, let me, let me yeah. tag in right here. At the end of Song and Emotion, there's an acoustic guitar part. Yes. That tags over into a song on Busted Nut. I was going to ask about yeah, somebody asked about that. How that came about, but uh, there's some bat masking on there. Do you know what they were saying? 
Oh, you know, I know what you're talking about, but I don't remember. I, uh, I don't remember. About and, 10 or 15 years ago, a band I was touring with, had he had some equipment. I was like, dude, turn that around and speed it up. And it, I don't remember what it was saying, but it was really positive. Oh, okay. It that sounds like, sounds like something yeah, Jeff probably would have done, yeah. Something Jeff did. But, yep. Yeah, and the, as far as the thing, I think uh, Frank wanted to maybe uh, like have a reprise of it for yeah, plus like, enough. Like, you know, it was like an arpeggio. It was just a little piece of it, yeah. An arpeggio thing. Yep. Right that, yeah. And Jeff didn't even know about it until somebody asked him about it. <laughs> I swear. I, I don't think either. I knew about it until you were just talking about the it. Fans pay more attention than yeah. the band does. I think I'm just figuring it out for myself, buddy. Yeah, that was the uh, the beginning of Mama's Fool on. Right, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's right. Awesome. Play a, play a Tesla record backwards. It doesn't tell you to worship the devil. It's just no, like, just smoke weed and drink smoke weed. Yeah, I, I <laughs> smoke weed and play bass. That's it. Don't derock me. Don't derock right. me. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Oh man, that's funny. I'm having a good old time right here. <laughs> Steve's an alcoholic. He's fucked. <laughs> don't say that I said Steve's an alcoholic. It's not good. Oh, we can take that out. Oh, God. No, don't. Uh, what, what? <laughs> Keep it in there. And then Jeff and Frank uh, wrote Time. Uh, is there yeah. any memories of, of doing that song? Time? Yeah, Time. I fucking couldn't get my fucking... There was a fucking riff that Frank had. It was like you had to stretch your hand to do. Mm-hmm. And I hated it because I had to work. And I don't like working. <laughs> So that fucked me up. Yeah. I had to play that every fucking night because we did it live on that tour, and it's a great song. I love it. I think it's interesting, and just we had the fucking um, Jeff had the actual alarm, you know, at, at the end, and yeah. live you put the mic up to it. And we had a good time with it. I think it's a pretty cool song. every tour do we have to put time in the set <laughs> oh my god kill me there's actually worse ones than that but that one i just remember i don't know how to play i can't remember how to play it now but yeah. it was a stretcher and then uh government personnel which you know 58 seconds. government personnel was just fun you know we we recorded that outside of bearsville studio outside there was a dog out there you can hear it barking yeah. and it was totally live that whole thing is live mm-hmm. i was playing a mandolin on it It was 
just for fun to put a yeah. fun thing to put in front of uh, freedom slaves, and it kind of tied into it because the freedom slaves is about how the government's fucked and wars and all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Well, and the, the, a lot of the people that you know I asked for questions for that. Like uh, I, I had posted a like a screenshot of me playing this record the other day, and like, what do you think of this record? And freedom slaves like almost was like the dominant one that people love. It's a amazing great song. song. Yeah. Yeah. Frank wrote most of that. Man, that fucking song badass, yeah. man. Fuck, I love it. And, that, and I guess also uh, applies to today in a lot of Yeah, ways. no, yeah. yeah. And I remember, like, I like to play it live, too. It was nice to play live. It was fun. Yeah. Rocking fucking song. And then you and Jeff wrote uh, Had Enough. Had Enough, we sure did. Yeah. That's yeah. just about getting fucked up. Yeah. Pretty much. Simple as that. Pretty much, man. The more I drink, the more I smoke, the better she looks. And baby, that's a whole lot better than before. Good time. You guys we were, were tr- yeah, truly in your element. Now that was Let's one I really pushed. Of course, night. I mean, I wrote it, and you know, I was just fucking. I loved what I was doing there, and, and I pushed. I remember pushing that one on Jeff because I really liked it. Yeah. And I just thought it was edgy and cool and shit. And uh, yeah, he did it. Did it up. And yeah. we're just talking about the white horse at the end about smack and shit. That was before I even was doing smack, but it's wow, pretty, pretty funny. Mm. Well, what can you tell me about What You Give? Obviously, it's one of the more well-known what, tracks from the band. Yeah, What You Give was a tough one. We re-recorded it up in Bearsville. Mm-hmm. We did it in the studio I told you about, but we weren't getting the sound. Remember I told you? Yeah. And so we that one we cut there, and we just weren't happy with it. So we actually spent a week up in Bearsville and recut it there, mm-hmm. and that's the version you hear on there. So gotcha. it was a little bit of a struggle. And that song, Writingness, we had, that's what we talk about songs we had on other, we had that uh, during, um, that idea was floating around during, um, uh, 
great radio conference. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, okay. So it was way back. It took us forever to write it, uh, and then it took us forever to get it right on the recording. Gotcha. So it was just hell. But a great song. It's an amazing yeah. song. Yeah. yeah. Turned out. I mean, we we did it. Yeah. Right. One in of the, the end. one of those timeless ones. Does yeah. it? Does it fits in almost it. any era? It's, I love yeah. it. Yeah. And that's one of those ones where my guitar, you know, I play all the leads on it. Yeah. And it's just, it's not perfect at all, man. It's, but it's cranky, man. It's just, I love it. Some of this, the, the playing with you and Frank on this record, um, am I wrong in hearing a little bit of Thin Lizzy influence in some of the lead? I guitar? think you hear that probably on anything we do, yeah. because, I mean, they were a huge influence on it. Although, when I think about it, I think me and Steve take advantage of harmonies more in this thing I'm doing, uh-huh. in Resistant Bite, than me and Frank ever did. But the interesting thing about me and Frank is Frank was so good, and I'm I'm not a real technical guy, and I always cap on myself and say I suck and all this shit. But it was really... He, I never wanted to learn anything from him because I didn't want to be close. Right, I wanted to right. be totally different. So I could have really copped a lot of cool things from Frank, but I didn't. And um, But the one thing is, is me and Frank didn't really talk about parts, like leads. Who's going to do what? We just did it. Okay. And it was it was really beautiful like that. So you guys didn't like think out like who's we gonna, didn't ever. Gonna it was solo, just he would just start story. every now and then. It would be hey Tommy, I want to fucking hit that. Like, yeah man, you know, but very rarely. Yeah. We didn't even talk about it and didn't talk about we should be like how me and Steve do. Let's do a double. You know, it just and I like that double E stuff. I wish we would have done more of it yeah. actually. Yeah. And we didn't. I love the sound of two guitars. Yeah, me too. And I don't know. That's what I'm getting to. Is I I think. I wish we would have done more of it. Yeah. With yeah. Frank. Because Frank's, uh, I, I love playing with Certain him. times Amazing when I hear stuff on the record, I'm like, I can hear Thin Lizzy in that. Because oh, like, yeah. I can hear the influence. Yeah, sure, sure. Well, actually, like a song like Call, uh, Call, Call It What You Want. Yeah. You know, the harmony in that is yeah. kind of reminiscent of that. What's your favorite Thin Lizzy stuff? Just curious. Um, I don't know. Probably, what's that? I like that cowboy song. Man. Yeah. 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 I don't know. But I, I like, you know, the jailbreaks and all that, too. Well, you, you kind of remind me, playing-wise, of Brian Robertson a little bit. Like, yeah. I, I like a similar type Pretty of player. Cr- I don't know, man. I'm kind of a... I just got my own thing, you know. I got yeah. kind of my own styles. I don't really know what I'm but doing. But he was more of a, of a loose, off-the-cuff yeah, player. Yeah, sure, sure. And that's yeah, what I could see that. And, and Frank's more of a Gary Moore type. Yeah, type yeah, definitely. Oh, definitely, yeah. Frank's a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's what makes it work with yeah. you two. Well, it was. I mean, that's album. the yeah. thing, you know. For whatever reason, you know, and that's kind of like in this band why I came around to like to Steve because Steve, me and Steve work a lot. Steve's a monster on guitar, mm. and I need that in a band. Man, I need someone that's really fucking happening so it goes up against my thing and just fucks it up and you know makes is in good and that's when Frank yeah. had the same thing it's like yeah. a good it's a good friction there. it is yep tension yep gotcha so then uh, stir it up what's the story on stir, stir it, it up? up I wrote I thought it was fucking badass I tried to write like a pop song and I love it
tell you much about it really I don't know I, I, we all just kind of liked it and Jeff just jumped on it and wrote them lyrics and the 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 colonel plays the drums talking about Troy in there because you know <laughs> Troy would fucking tell us like he's the general mother you gotta do it so he said, and the colonel beats the drum and he would look at me live there's our boss right back there we'd fuck with him we had fun with him at his expense yeah but he mentioned that when we interviewed he's like he's like tommy liked to mess with me a lot i did i won't even tell you half the names i came up for the name troy i think is. he told us a few did he <laughs> i'm trying to remember what they were but he, he told okay. me about a couple of nicknames there's, you there's would, a good, you good couple of memorable i won't say because i love yeah, yeah. troy and he's such a Guy. No, he he had good memories. Of I'm a, I'm he, bad, man. I joke bad, so well, I'm he sorry that ahead of time. Oh, I, I'm a bad guy. But I gave the same impression. You were more of the prankster of the band than I don't know about prankster, but I just talk a lot of shit. And I shouldn't. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, it's all out of love, right? It is. Yeah. I, oh, that's absolutely, absolutely. I just like to have fun. You got it well, at other people's expense. And then almost everybody's credited on "Can't Stop." Can't stop. Not my favorite thing. No. No, not at all. Didn't want to put it kind on there, beetly, didn't enjoy it, sound. don't like it, yeah. and don't want nothing to do with it. Definitely more of the outlier sound on the on the, just, on the album. Just, I don't think it's a great song myself. So I, we, had, I, we had better songs that could have gone on there. Is my opinion on that? Is there but, anything that got released later that you would have put on this? I wouldn't have wanted to. I no. never have liked it. But that's just me. It doesn't mean I talk to people with songs I don't like, like on uh, oh, yeah. Into the Now. Um, you know, there's songs on there like there's a song Brian wrote. I just fucking hated it, man. But everyone wanted to do it, and sure as shit, the fans love this yeah. fucking song, you man. Can never I guess tell. you never know. So what do yeah. I know? <laughs> I I, you know that. So that's where I yeah. always say I may not like it, but doesn't mean I'm right. Yeah. You know. Were there a lot of extra songs recorded for this? No, I wouldn't say a lot ever for anything because we were always just we had trouble getting because Jeff always wanted to write the lyrics so he could believe it and feel it and that. So, but he was really slow at getting there. So mm. we never really had a lot. We had a lot of extra music right. ideas but not full ass songs no never hardly ever so there are a lot of times you guys are waiting around for jeff to come up with lyrics absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's the, i guess that's the curse of being a singer well, i guess you know you he, he wanted to do it that way and he does a great job he's a great right. lyricist and i think it i think it probably paid off in the end but it gets frustrating yeah sure, sure it pays off sure we'll just go to the club and, New York, and that's right? part of being in a band man you know what i mean I mean, I've learned so much over the years, like do, doing this thing we're doing now. God, it's just so great because we've all been there. Mm -hmm. And there's not really a lot of bullshit, you know, so it's, it's cool. That's good. It's cool. And then uh, one of Aaron's favorite songs. <laughs> and talk about it. Talk about it. Yeah. yeah. That was a fun song, right? Yeah, a real fun song. That was a Frank song. He wrote that and then Jeff just got all smoked some weed on there. I like it. I mean, it's just a fun song. You know, I love the blues breakdown in the middle. Just yeah. gets all slow and sexy and fucking stoned and just, I don't know. I it's like a, that song. It's a fun way to end a record. I'm a second. 
Especially at the age I was when it came right? out. You know, Perfect. Talk about, about it. Yeah. Son of a bitch. They're singing about us. That's right. That's right. <laughs> We're right there with you, brother. Damn. <laughs> and we talked about Michael already. I'll talk about some of the other personnel in the room. Lee Anthony. What do you remember about Lee Anthony? Lee Anthony. Who, what did they Mi- do? Mixing assistant. Although you may not even see him. I don't Lee think Anthony. I remember Lee Anthony. I do remember. Name some other names on uh, it. Let's see. There's uh, one guy George I remember. George Cowan. No. He oh, George a, Cowan? Yeah. yeah engineer. He's an engineer. He's a, he play, He worked on some of our other records. Uh, Victor Deglio. Victor. Victor was the main, in, he was the main engineer on that record. Oh, yeah. We at the plant. That's the guy I remember. Victor, we had a lot of fun with him. Okay. We'd fuck him up. <laughs> <laughs> he's a great guy, man. And then, I uh, love him. I don't know what he's doing these days, but he's a, he's a good guy. And then somebody named Lolly Grodner. Know Another mixing assist. These are probably these are just that, that these are just second assistants. Yeah. yeah, I don't know who yeah. they were. Oh, you've got the list there. Yeah, I got a real good. This is the special thanks to all the beautiful people, animals, family, friends, and fans. That's Jeff for sure. <laughs> There's some wild stuff in here. Um, let's see. What are some of my favorites here? What's the Hyatt restaurant? The Hyatt restaurant in Sacramento. We're talking about there because we'd go there, and I think that's what that's about. Like, no big deal. Doctor Abdo. Fadul. That I think might be one of Brian's doctors. Yeah. Let's see. Where's some of the other wacky ones? In <laughs> sure. Okay. Oper- Operation Desert Storm. Operation yeah. Desert Storm. Thank that. Yeah. Got to give it up to the troops. The India on J Street. That's the Indian restaurant on J Street. It's called <laughs> the India. It's a wonderful restaurant. I don't know if it's still there, but it's awesome. <laughs> we love Indian food. Right on. Sid Fernandez and Sid Vicious. Well, Sid Fernandez. Sid Fernandez. Best. Brian was a kind of a punter, and he'd go get up his ass and ask him to hang out, and he would. And they were friends. Brian does that. It's a Mets and then, um, and then uh, Sid Vicious. That was me. I just, was my idol. He's a fuck up, but he's beautiful, and I love him. Right on. Uh, let's see the Philippines. The Philippines. My wife is from the Philippines, and I love the Philippines because my wife's from the Philippines. The priest. The priest is the. You're wearing the shirt. You shouldn't have to I ask. I was wondering. That. Yeah, I was gonna say the priest. The priest. The priest. That's who All we're right, talking about. Gotcha. Uh, let's see. Alcoholic. Uh, I think that's <laughs> self-explanatory. Uh, Don Vito. Don Vito is like uh, basically Don Vito is. Um, Howard Ungerleiter. I don't know if you know who he is. But he he's was, a, worked with Rush. Right? He's worked with Rush forever. Yeah. And he did tour managing and lighting for us forever. And he's just a great guy and we love him. And he's our Don Vito. He's <laughs> among other nicknames. Right on. That's the one that made it. Voyeur Vision. That's I was going to ask about this, but I didn't want to say anything. That's a channel in New York. <laughs> uh, it's like a cable channel. Yeah. And they got fucking... 
I've turned it on coming home from the studio. You turn it on, there's this guy with this dick that's almost down to the floor, and he's just dancing around like this, and the dick's going. And that's voyeur vision. You're watching these nude people, not fucking, right. but just, just getting just crazy naked. and doing crazy shit. That's voyeur vision. And that and was York, a channel in New York. It was a channel in New York, and they would have locals go in there and do their thing, man. That's that. What I my takeaway is this guy with this huge ass dick dancing. That's what I remember. Wow. On CTV. It was crazy. <laughs> Hey, Ted, fuck you. That's Jeff, because t- he was all fucking on Ted, because Ted kills animals, but yet Jeff uh, eats me. Oh, Ted so Dugan? What oh. the fuck are you talking about? It's just silly. <laughs> but, you know, they even after, I think, uh, the first time we met Ted, after that, Ted was fucked. He came backstage and fucked him. Where's that guy in Tesla that was right? You know, <laughs> fucking with Jeff. That's, That's awesome. funny. Uh, let's see what else we got in here. Dennis Hopper. Dennis Hopper, he's a great actor. Yeah. <laughs> Give him his props in the Tesla album. You guys make great use of your space. Great for fucking record. He was on that Blue Velvet. Well, I love Dennis Hopper. Great he's movie. great. Great movie. Yeah. Paps Blue Ribbon. Well, yeah, blue, that's the What, yeah, what blue can Velvet. I say, man? Where do you? Where's it at? Blue Ribbon. The closet. The closet. I don't. I think the closet was a reference to just being kind of weird and you know the closet, being in the closet about shit. But I'm not sure. Mm. Really. Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali. Ecuador. Ecuador? I'm not sure. Oh, that's because Brian's wife was Ecuadorian. I know Uh, what that's about. I think that's what that's about. Jet skis? Jet skis. We were into jet skis back then. Proto thanks to jet skis. I I had some jet skis at that time. Ratchet F. Hayes. That is my alter ego. Ratchet F. Hayes? uh, Hi, I'm Ratchet Hayes, and I play bass. That's right. Ah. Right there. Nice. He wears a dress. Hi, I'm Ratchet Hayes. I wear a dress and I play bass. Anyway, he's like, he's like, he would play bass in all these other. I play bass in these other like side like metal bands, and I would wear a dress and paint my face up and this kind of shit. You know, you Ratchet P. Ratchet Hayes it up. Nice. That's me. Scummy Pigstein. That's Ratchet's partner. So your alter ego has an alter partner. Yeah, that's correct. Nice. I love getting the stories about the songs, but I think this is my favorite yeah, part of the interview. Bad. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I'd like to also send out a thank you to Vomit. Vomit is the guitar player that was in one of the bands that Ratchet and and Scummy. <laughs> Vomit was the guitar player. I think you've got your next project. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, we could. They, they keep wanting to get back together. Those boys. I don't know. Is Douchewood available? Douchewood was the drummer. <laughs> Oh, hold on, hold on. That ain't, that ain't good. That's, that's, well, his name was Darren. We called him Douchewood. There it is. <laughs> Chrome Dome. Chrome Dome, that's a Brian reference. I don't know what it is about, but that's Brian, I know. Joe Mama, Joe Sister, and Joe Grandma, that's, too. That's Brian, Frank, Jeff type shit. Buckwheat. That's Brian. Sack Babes. That's me, I believe. Because <laughs> I fucked all these chicks in Sacramento. It's the greatest oh, album nice. credits ever. Sack babes. Sacramento babes. Yep. Sega Genesis and Frosted Flakes. Yep. You get Sega. Uh, should have Sega in there, the porn star. She's uh, in there somewhere. Must be working my way down. Vince. Vince? I, I don't know what Vince they're referring to. Jimi Hendrix. Jimmy. Abdul. Uh, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. Yeah. Harley Flanagan. That's the bass player from the Chromax. That I was oh, talking yeah. about earlier. Reggie Jackson. Yeah. Jimmy Page. Hell yeah. Motley Crue, Poison, yeah. David Lee Roth, Alice Cooper, Def Leppard. All friends, right? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, John Wagner and the Tesla Memorial Society. Okay, that's the guy that was all yeah running that thing. 
and all psychos everywhere. You didn't see Seika in there. I don't see her in there. I thought she was on this record. I thought for sure she was. Maybe I'm wrong. Yeah, I missed it. You know what I'm talking about, though. You know the old... I've heard of her. Seika. Of course I know who Seika is. Seika, you know. But uh, I thought she was on this. Maybe it's I'm thinking of another record. I may be wrong about yeah, that. I don't see her on right, well, We have to right. do this again and get the yeah. credit, album credits for that. We'll get the which album thing going. I'll we'll we'll do that one next. That. Let me see that. that be awesome. How do you like how I was posing? Just like this. Yeah. They, they well, had, you're, like, you're the one that actually looks like you're having a psychotic summer. Yeah, well, I was trying. Break. They told us all that they wanted. They had these Hollywood pictures, and they wanted us to pose like that. So I did, and then the other guys didn't do it. It was a joke. I love how it folds out to a big picture. Yeah. I don't see it in either. I don't want my glasses. That disturbs me that I think yeah. that, but it's not there. Maybe a different one. Maybe. I guess so. Well, I'm Pretty about. cool. Let me make sure. Let me see if I've got any um, fan questions I missed. Because mm-hmm. I think I got most of them worked in with what you were telling us. There was one in there about, uh, I don't remember who who put it in, but it was uh, the Guns N' Roses User Your Delusion 1 and 2 were released like just right, right after the, this yeah. came out. Do you think that maybe affected some of the sales on this? I don't know because I, I, I mean, it went platinum. It did okay, yeah. and that was kind of par for the course for us at the time. You felt like Geffen did a good push behind it at the time. Yeah, yeah. we did yeah. a headlining. Right yeah, they did a, actually. They did a lot of promo stuff. For yeah, it. that's a lot. Of, they did like a menu of all the songs, and it was I like, remember that. Yeah, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, they 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 did good. Okay, they did good. Um, our friend BJ Cramp, he asked another podcast, and he he asked Troy the same question. He always thought that you put two ballads back-to-back in the same spot on side two of Great Radio and Psychotic Supper on purpose. Similar sequencing for both records, but Troy said he doesn't think it was on purpose. I don't think it was on purpose, and I never liked our sequencing on any of our records oh, really? myself. No. But I never had a say in it. It was always like Jeff would fucking freak out if it wasn't a certain way or something, so I just like, oh, whatever, I don't want to get into that. Yeah. Would you have picked a different opener for this record than Change the Weather? Change in the Weather? I don't know if I would have or not now, and I don't know if I did what it would have been back then. Mm-hmm. But I don't mind that sequencing as much as some of the other stuff you were just talking about. Yeah, back to back. What were any of the songs on Bust a Nut leftovers from this album? I think there might have been a couple. I can tell you a song that they did recently without me is a song that we had before uh, Bust a Nut. What's that? Better off without you. Oh yeah. That song, I played it with them. We worked that up many times. Oh, okay. And it didn't get released until with the other guitar player that's with them. Now. Yeah. So that's a. But I was there when we did that. Yeah. But so stuff like that happens. But I can't re- remember any exact songs that were like from Bust a Nut that we didn't make it. I, I can't really remember. <clears throat> Had a lot of people asking, you know, can you tell which solo is you on which song and stuff like that i mean can like, i tell yeah but i mean we'd have to actually sit down and listen to the songs what do you mean can i tell like, i can, 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 tell. can yeah, you, you can tell yeah you can tell but like can you tell the listeners which which oh solo I could, yeah that was, that's a we would have thing. to sit down in front of them that's a whole nother speaker yeah, yeah. and do that sure. but uh there was a lot of people wanting to know who was you and who which one well was they i mean the guitar player that sounds like he knows what he's doing is frank the other <laughs> guy that's fucking crazy that. and shit is me well, I think that goes back, and I think you and Frank are one of the greatest guitar duos of our time. Thank you, you know, thank you. Without a doubt. Thank and you. I think it's that complimentary. And don't get me wrong, like, I don't talk myself down. I'm very proud of what I bring yeah. to it, but I, I also am realistic and know. You know right. it just, it's, I'm not no technical fucking virtuoso type cat. Yeah. Frank is, and it was great together. Right, that's what makes it work. Absolutely, so good, right? I agree. Yeah. Um, 
so overall, I mean, but overall, you look back pretty fondly on this record. I mean, it's absolutely, it, yeah, it's very much so. Yeah, I know you said there's some things you would change, but I think that's true of any artist. Sure, you, like, absolutely, you would change any it. fucking record. Ed, any record record I put out is like that. Like, something you regret. No or, album is never really finished in the art. That's size. absolutely yeah. right. Right on. You got that right. So speaking of unfinished records, let's talk about the new one. Yeah. Resistant Bite, man. We're working on it right now, man, as we speak. I mean, we've just been pumping out songs since we got Nathan, our singer now. We've got 12 songs completed. He's still got a three on, sing on three of them. Mm -hmm. but uh, And we're putting probably together another six or seven on this trip. So by the time we're done with it, I think we're going to have about 20 songs to choose from for a record. Awesome. And we're just trying to nice. get them all shiny and nice as demos. Like I told you about Myth, is, mm -hmm. it's a demo, but we got it sounding almost like a record. And it sounds pretty good. Yeah. So that's what we're doing right now, trying to get enough songs to, to actually choose a diverse record and, you know, have songs to choose from, trying to get a deal. And we're also going to start rehearsing for live, too, start Right we want yeah. to go play and make some money and have fun. Yeah. Obviously. Awesome. Yeah. Will there be any uh, any Tesla tunes on the set? Absolutely. Yeah, because yeah, we're going to book it, Tommy, formerly of Tesla and all that. So gotcha. the, one, the promoters will want that, and we'll do like five or six tunes or whatever. Well, that's I guess cool. people's ears to perk up, and then they can hear yeah. the new material. Yeah. That's, that's cool. it. Right. Got to do that. And we're at uh, Holy Smoke Studio. That is correct. John Daniels' place up here in Kentucky. That is correct. Who was nice enough to invite us up here to I do know, this. I know, Nico John's yeah. awesome. Very, nice guy. Very yeah. great, great place, and we're excited to hear some of the music. You can find uh, you guys at Resist and Bite Band on the social media, right? I believe that's the thing. Yeah. Pretty much everywhere, wherever there is social media. Are you a big you social media there. guy? I'm not very good at it. I get yeah. on a computer and get very overwhelmed and stuff. Mm -hmm. I mean, I can do stuff on it, kind of like go shopping, like, you know, but yeah. I'm not really good. Once I start navigating around, I get all lost and all these things pop up and I just get, I get overwhelmed. Yeah. Will there be uh, any, well, I guess it depends on the deal you end up getting with this band, but I mean, I, I would hope that there's some vinyl to come from this project. Oh, I would love that. I, yeah. I just, you know, I don't know that or anything, and I didn't really even think of that. I mean, that would be cool. I mean, I keep thinking the songs are so good. I'm loving what we're doing. I just believe in it so much. I think we should get like a major label, but then again, I don't even know about that anymore. Maybe it's better to get a kind of, a, you know, mm -hmm. I don't know. So, but yeah, I would love that to happen. Yeah. That'd be fun, man. What's your, uh, what's your thoughts on the current state of the music climate these days compared to back in the, back in the day? Well, I don't know yeah. exactly about it that much because I just not really listening to radios and all that that mm -hmm. much. I couldn't really tell you, I don't think. Yeah. But I, I, I don't hear anything like what we're doing mm -hmm. when i do have it on the stuff we're doing right now is on the verge sometime i think of being dated but in a good way mm -hmm. yeah. like just a little bit of a throwback but with some just nice new edge on it and i don't know i just believe in it so we're not going to hear any like post malone remix of <laughs> no no like oh good, good it's okay. pretty edgy I, dude i can't get away from that just with my style right. and we have been doing um so far a lot of the songs i've written I mean, most of them are songs I've written, so they just have my kind of stamp on them anyway. Right. A lot of them. Well, and that's what people are going to want out of a. Well, Tommy you know, we project. we just try and take the best ones, whatever that is. You know, yeah. whether I write them, I don't care. You know, Dave writes them, and Dave writes too. We all do. So, nice. we're we're all getting in there. But so far, yeah, I'd say like you know, two thirds of them are my songs. So. 
Very cool. I look forward to hearing it, man. Really cool. am. Cool. You know, the well, more check rock, out Myth, the, man. The more rock and roll, the better nowadays. Yeah, you know? yeah check out Myth, man. I think you'll like we'll, it. We'll, uh, we'll take you in and let you guys hear. Yeah, maybe. Forward. Yeah, come in. And yeah, we definitely myth. want to hear some of the stuff. Um, yeah, and that's good. we're going to be playing. So any yeah. when you hear that song, that's what it is. It's Resist and Bite. The song's let's, called let's The Myth I'm Living. So yep. you definitely want to check that out. And for my own selfish reasons, you will be a guest at the Rock and Pod Expo coming up in August. I will. So happy to have you there. Thank you. And you're thanks for having me. I, I, it's going to be fun. It's going to be yeah, fun. Tesla fans come out and, and meet Tommy and meet Uh-oh. all the other people. It's going to be a good time. And Troy's going to be there, too. Uh-oh. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be in a room full of people who just, even in 2020, refuse to be de-rocked. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I like that. All right. Well, thanks for doing this, mate. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> come listen to the song, man. Yeah. Come, yeah. I don't know Your head to make